Welcome to the Block Exploring Podcast, your first step into the world of crypto and blockchain. The Block Exploring Podcast is your one-stop place to find quick, clear, and unbiased information on everything in the crypto space. Our goal is to help you grow familiar with the crypto space by growing along with us as we go on our crypto journeys. Follow at Block Exploring on Twitter for our newest uploads and our publishing schedule. We, here at Block Exploring, are crypto enthusiasts working hard towards becoming experts. Today's podcast is presented by co-hosts Tommy and Elias. Find us on Twitter under at Squared and at Otoko Crypto. Right now, you can find us on Spotify and YouTube. Before we start the episode, we would like to inform you that we are not financial advisors. Therefore, nothing said in this podcast should be considered financial advice. Always contact your financial advisor before making any investment. With that said, sit back and enjoy today's podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 18 of News Bites on the Block Exploring podcast. I'm here with Tommy. And uh, this week, we're going to talk to you about the latest news in the crypto space, uh, especially on regulation and, uh, of course, the incoming EIP 1559. And at the end, you'll have a special shout out for everyone who's tuning in from uh, Three Pillars Gaming on the Axie Infinity. So, Tanavat, let's jump into this thing. Let's go. Yeah. So the past few weeks, the market has been, uh, I'd say, decently bullish. Uh, you know, ups mm-hmm. and downs, of course. But uh, overall, I, I've seen like I think like a five percent increase in market cap. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. I feel it's- like the the community and the space like the people like the the bullish sentiments always like a bit more mm. than like is reflected in the market right yeah. and i think that seems to be the case where like if you're on twitter and that depending on like which i guess sub realm of the crypto blockchain space you mm-hmm. conjugate in like mm-hmm. you're decently more bullish the, I mean, everyone, I think, overall is a bit more bullish with like incoming EIP, like 1559, bullish on Bitcoin with the Paraguay news as well. Like loads of things have just caused for like great like momentum in the market. And that's like, you know, widely like uh, represented like in the community. But now it's actually reflecting itself on the charts as well. When we see like 24 last 24 hours, like last uh, um, last one week, at least like, you know, over the last week, these coins, tokens, altcoins, everything is uh, a bit green, you know, Yeah, pretty green. And uh, especially Ethereum, right? Three weeks in a row, they sure. uh, have had a winning streak compared yeah, to... This is like coins. Ethereum month, TBH. Yeah. I mean, like everyone cares about EIP 159. It's not like mm-hmm. it's been highly ante- anticipated, you know, everyone is really interested to see how ETH burning influences everything about the ecosystem and that. But I think we'll discuss that more later. But it's uh, the market is bullish for sure, for many yeah, reasons. Absolutely. I also wanted to highlight something I noticed, you know, like this past week, uh, mm-hmm. Bitcoin dropped, I think, like 3% in price uh, over like the span of 24 hours. Okay. Something I noticed was instantly all of Twitter was bearish. Mm. It was a bit like everyone was gunning for 20k again. Like yeah. I think it's important not to overstate the amount of like I don't think you can fully say 
we're back in the bull market. You mm -hmm. know, I think there's just been a steady increase in market cap. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you can, if you see how fast like crypto Twitter went bearish mm -hmm. after a drop of three percent, um, I think it's important to take into account that the market is still very uh, sensitive to these kinds of drops. So yeah. it's important to take into account. It's For not sure. if you look at like the fear and greed uh meters if you believe in all that stuff mm -hmm. uh we're still at like almost at extreme fear we're no nowhere near like greed if it when it comes to mm -hmm. bitcoin you know like yeah. important to take into account but overall i would say that the market is recovering i, I, yeah. I think that's something that's definitely happening mm -hmm. i think that's an interesting uh that's an interesting notion of whether whether we are back in a bull run or if we ever left mm -hmm. no i feel like those things are like very different obviously but like the feeling of being in each is kind of probably the same and yeah. it's like probably how it feels now yeah no which is why you know this that's that's probably what adds the uncertainty as mm -hmm. well like people are not quite sure what's going on but they'll be happy or sad either way that's no, true and there's also something called the bull trap right this mm -hmm. right after you hit the peak it exactly. goes down everyone thinks it's crashed out and yeah. then the bullish sentiment returns it peaks halfway and then it crashes more it's uh also always something to take into account that ha has happened about every single lot, bull yeah. run that you know crypto experience especially bitcoin For sure. uh it's like the most like I feel like the most uh, predictable kind of chart is always Bitcoin mm -hmm. because it's, it just repeats historically. And, uh, or at least like for it the has. past three bull runs, it yeah. has. Things um, could change. I, I would be very happy for things to change, you know? Yeah. Stock to flow model was proven wrong or yeah. uh, any number of reasons why it would change, whether like crypto now has super cycles and that, you know? Mm -hmm. I'd be very interested overall to see how bitcoin patterns change over time because it's i mean it's a bit yeah i guess that's what people like right about bitcoin there's some predictability to it but uh yeah i don't know man it could it i think it's it has to change it has to it change has like to. and it will change with increasing adoption like that's uh i think that's just how things will go but we'll see maybe stock to flow model is very accurate you yeah. know more accurate than others would like it to be so yeah we'll and i think something that could induce that change that you're outlining here uh is kind of the classification of bitcoin as an asset and you know like what rules govern it exactly and, uh in recent news we've seen that um the cftc mm -hmm. so that's the commodities trading commission american Yep. Uh, the commissioner of that organization argues that the SEC, as a securities-based organization, has no authority to act over pure commodities. And right. that means that they associate uh, crypto assets with uh, items like, well, wheat, uh, gold, and oil. So, like, really, like, um, outside of the realm of cryptocurrencies. And what mm -hmm. I like specifically is that the... Um, the commissioner of the CFTC mm -hmm. referred to crypto as crypto assets rather than a crypto mm -hmm. currency, which is the term that the SEC has been using for years now to describe any any crypto based asset. Yep. And I think it would bring a lot of good nuance into the discussion and regulation of 
crypto and i think it's a very valid argument that's being made you know like mm-hmm. especially for bitcoin right now i think it's very accessible but also for something like you know like ethereum mm-hmm. uh it, it's an asset it's not a currency per se and um no some yeah, would argue differently but i i get what you mean yeah it, it's not it's not as simple as the sec outlines it at least and yeah. i think um i think that's what i want to say like there's levels to yeah what they're coining as crypto assets. And I think, I mean, there is such a thing as, there should be a classification for cryptocurrencies, I think that is separate from crypto assets. Like it's mm-hmm. not all just one thing, right? Cause I feel like the way that NFTs behave, the way that Bitcoin behaves, the way that Ethereum behaves and a number of, uh, what about governance tokens, for example? Yeah. There you go. Like just to encompass everything as a crypto asset and treat it as the same, I mean, I don't, I, this uh, wholesale um, regulation might not be the smartest thing, in my opinion. Yeah. But like, just because just I think there needs to be nuanced, just because like the way these different assets are being used mm-hmm. very wide, widely, like wildly. So I think that should be reflected in the regulation, right? I, I don't think we should regulate Bitcoin the same way we regulate NFTs. They behave like, quite differently in my opinion the way that the community and consumers engage with such asset is very Mm -hmm. different so like they should be regulated differently because i think those assets have different ramifications for people in their lives yeah you know as investment tools and uh, vehicles so Mm -hmm. they should be treated as such you know just rather than just thrown into this crypto assets you know, label, Mm -hmm. because maybe there is maybe cryptocurrencies are regulated by SEC, you know, but maybe but maybe crypto assets such as NFTs or whatever other such crypto assets that can be, Mm -hmm. you know, created are the other one. Yeah. What is it? FCC? No, Uh, (laughs) that's not it. Well, it's a long short. It's a long shorthand, but it's the CFTC. CFTC, so, exactly. Yeah. You know, then they they cover crypto assets or whatever. It's, yeah. um But you know, it's this is why I really think there needs to be. Obviously, there's huge lobbying going on. I think in that that we're not privy to, but mm-hmm. like as a community, we should like. DAOs and the, the larger community as a whole should do a lot of work in the way of advocacy to yeah. make people under to make regulators understand the difference between these different types of quote unquote crypto assets. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know if I like that term actually. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, well, yeah, I don't know if I like that term. I would prefer. I don't know, man. I feel like there's a lot of confusion in the in the. In the way of, uh, you know, okay, there's there's cryptocurrencies, and there's there's blockchain technology, mm-hmm. and there's you know, NFTs, and and all of these things are like cryptocurrencies are enabled by blockchain technology. Blockchain yeah. technology enables these things like play to earn. It enables like um, it enable. Slide, like you know supply chain track it's a data management tool it's it enables so many things nfts you know mm-hmm. like i think this instant connection between cryptocurrencies and blockchain and like the assets that can be created on blockchain online goods blockchain yeah. goods 
like this all needs to be separated like you know in people's collective mind and like in uh by regulators because it's like blockchain technology you know say say people have an issue with cryptocurrencies right Mm -hmm. for whatever reason one cryptocurrency like that should not then immediately make them dismissive of blockchain technology in general because the applications of blockchain technology are so so vast Mm -hmm. for for us to be solely focused on cryptocurrencies as a whole like as a space or as regulators yeah like i don't know I, I feel like uh, I have like a lot of a, a lot of thoughts about that. I just feel like it should be separate, right? I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, like people un- like began their their journey with blockchain technology, with cryptocurrencies, with block with Bitcoin, and that's yeah. why they're so closely related. But like I think mm-hmm. more and more they need to be you know separated, you know, because then we don't have the situation where where you know because like there's so many instances where companies or whatever could really mm-hmm. improve whatever is going on in their business, right? Like through the use of blockchain, it would make it many, much more efficient, trustless, so many things, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe they're scared to even start going about that because there's uh, all this uh, FUD, scam FUD about cryptocurrencies, which, you know, warranted or not like exists, I suppose, right? Yeah. So that's why it's, um, that's why I don't like the idea of classing, you know, everything under this, crypto assets yeah. that, like a label no okay. I, I i see your point there for me um when i when i uh, heard about this mm-hmm. uh, and like the cftc uh, and their opinion i was kind of brought back to this statement made by tyler winklevoss actually okay. where he describes uh, ethereum as as um as like a counterpart to bitcoin and mm-hmm. the way it's being regulated he says for uh, many people it's very easy to classify Bitcoin as, uh, you know, digital gold is very understandable because a cryptocurrency is like, oh, it's like an online transaction system. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right. And what he proposed was classifying Ethereum as a, uh, a digital oil mm. uh, in that way, okay. whereas, uh, you know, That's because it has a fundamental difference with Bitcoin that it's, you know, it's just different in concept and yeah. it's a utility token. Exactly. That incentivize the network so it's like it, it relates closer to something like oil than it does to gold and this is something that you need to needs to be classified differently from like the traditional way you know yeah maybe you know you could i, I feel like it's a good par- parallel because you know inherently if you look at ethereum you have gas fees right the way it's used is very similar to oil but on the like you know like mm-hmm. um I don't know, like oil is like a transport cost. Why right. is like the way they calculate mm-hmm. the uh, transfer costs and the processing fees, right. validation fees. So like th- this kind of this kind of uh, dynamic, it makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, you know when you look at these regulatory discussions, like who has a say on it? I think right. indeed the SEC is overextending in this case, like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe something like, you know, like a, like I think their case against Ripple made sense because the amount of XRP that was being used to keep the operations of Ripple going mm-hmm. would qual- qualify it as a security, right? Just because the way it was being employed. But I think that there's this overextension that mm-hmm. the SEC sees any digital 
uh, or like asset. crypto asset yeah. um, for lack of a more refined term mm-hmm. as like you would classify Litecoin, you know, or, you right. know, any, any, or like Bitcoin cash, like any just currency based kind of tool. Right. Okay. I, th- I think that's, uh, that, that, that it makes sense that the F the CFTC mm-hmm. said, no, this is part of this is definitely not your, um, this is definitely part, partly not your, uh, responsibility right. SEC. I think it makes sense, but mm-hmm. I do think that certain items on the crypto, when it comes to crypto regulation and the way that some crypto companies behave themselves and, you know, like use their assets, yeah. uh, that the SEC should have a say in it. But mm-hmm. I think that at the same time, you really have to make sure that this kind of overextension, uh, doesn't it's happen as well. Yeah. And also that, the the lack of clear regulation in the crypto space isn't mm-hmm. held against the innovation right. that's stemming from the space right now yep. because right now you can do something wrong without knowing it when yeah. you start a crypto company for sure yeah but people and are just going for it <laughs> yeah yeah no really i mean I, yeah I think, people uh, also have been careful at the same time at least we are yeah. i know with our our project that we're starting up together unspar we're, yeah. we're really wary about regulation and trying to stay in check and not get into I mean, we don't need a lawsuit anytime soon. No, exactly. And we're, we're constantly looking into like the regulatory framework or to incorporate all these kinds of, you know, mm-hmm. key aspects that we need to tackle and we need to take into account also on like a more like future oriented um, perspective, like how will X country deal with crypto in x amount of years and it's really hard to say right now because there's no you know like the the major countries like the the the, G- the, the big players in crypto the g7 yeah, yeah. They're, they're not regulating anything in a clear and like conclusive way right and that's why i was so happy to hear um there's three u.s senators that are proposing uh like just restructuring the way that crypto is regulated right now yep. and especially when it comes to exchanges centralized exchanges in general um they call the requirements right now for in the crypto industry in america unworkable which i completely agree with because there's mm-hmm. so much ambiguity yeah and it, it feels like you can do something with a completely just kind of intention and still be sued by the sec because well unclear reasons and that's constantly the argument that's also being made. Like, give me clear regulation and I'll tell you if I did something wrong or not. Yeah. And um, I think that the kind of regulation that's being proposed is also mainly focused on exchanges because they're easiest to grasp for the right. regulators at the moment because it's very similar to a traditional exchange. Yeah. And uh, also it's like easy to merge into the legal framework of consumer protection. So it makes it makes a lot of sense. Right. And the bill that is being proposed is also being backed by Coinbase, Coin Center, you know, like Square, even they're all saying that they're pro, like this new step in uh, regulation. The only thing is the regulation will most likely only, um, yeah, start becoming more relevant in September because, you know, the NS, the US Senate uh, goes in recess like somewhere in August. 
and then uh, as they do they reconvene in september and yeah. you know like it will take it will take a hot second before this actually comes into play but it's very bullish to see that meanwhile, the companies themselves meanwhile the crypto blockchain criminals are running rampant yeah <laughs> but it's great to see that these companies are actually saying like you know um regulate us yeah please I'm regulate being proactive us. also because <laughs> yeah, please. If, you, if you look at the way that these uh yeah. these companies kind of manage themselves and like you know like uh was it coinbase yeah coinbase they did an ipo to avoid any like legal issues it, it makes a lot of sense and if you see like how uh binance for instance is kind of uh being tossed around at the moment and the way that it's being uh bamboozled yeah, bamboozled <laughs> yeah and then like the, the way banks are counteracting it with like withdrawals i think in the uk right now there's also like a limit on how much uh money you can withdraw from binance uh -huh. uh, for your own safety as a consumer bloody bloody blah. dude in the uk you can't withdraw from binance straight up well it's kind of uh, uh it's kind of weird it's not yeah. great it's uh it's kind of horrible actually yeah no it's pretty insane i uh i was i was actually looking out for um, any like regulatory proposal in the uk that would like help people who mm. are uh you know who have assets laying around on binance yeah um you can well you, you can know, like, you can send it to a decentralized exchange or any any other exchange you can still do that you just can't take it into fiat into exactly. your bank account which is and that that's peak yeah it's actually i think it's uh well following their own kind of like legal system and legal requirements nothing has changed it was yeah. possible before and all of a sudden you know retroactively these things are becoming illegal yeah you know like it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense from I a also regulatory didn't, yeah, perspective kind of that's also like uh you know you can't you can't i mean you can't be charged with something being illegal after the fact you know yeah and also like the fact that it's like being uh, marketed or at least portrayed in the sense of like this is consumer protection yeah but what effectively happens is consumer assets are being frozen yeah L you know, literally and oh man everyone that's everyone is everyone is working for consumer protection bro that's like the thing i mean you know it's it's this, there's this meme which is like you know if you want anything if you want anyone to get anyone on your side you just say we're doing it for the children yeah. or whatever you know they, i mean abortion rights activists or anti-lgbtq activists they're always just like yeah this is for the children yeah you know this is almost the same way in the financial world or regulatory world they just be like we're doing it for the consumers yeah for you the know? consumers no it's a good parallel i i agree because quite often these things aren't even that consumer friendly like i'm sure that a lot of people in the uk want to cash out certain positions but they're just unable to yeah it, it's it's a mess bro it's it's this is why like you know people don't love centralized exchanges because they have that uh, power yeah. you know to, to, to do stuff to to i don't know stop you from getting your money it is what it is i mean yeah it's something to live with but you know with increased regulation and compliance with regulation you you know you'd hope that it uh, it's fine it gets better things will get yeah. better yeah I mean, at least oh, we're definitely. still bullish on that, eh? Yeah, definitely. And especially with, uh, you know, EIP 1559 around the corner. Yep. 
What? Literally I, hours around the corner, blocks around the blocks corner. Blocks around the corner. Yeah, I feel like people are waiting till the block, you know, the block it happens for it to, uh, yeah. for it to turn up on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. But um, we'll we'll know when it happens, and it's uh, I think it's bullish. Like it's it's clearly mm-hmm. bullish for ETH price so far. You yeah. know, we'll see if you know this just leads up to a big run up where flipping happens or people sell the mainnet. <laughs> you know, people. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, mainnet's already out possible. there, but uh, we'll see. I mean, of yeah, course, it's uh, possible. Like people are gonna take profits, but um, it just depends how much it dips from here, right? Yeah, I suppose. But also in in the history of Ethereum, I think it's been very common to you know buy the test net, sell yeah, yeah. the mainnet. But long term, uh, long term bullish, like the burning of ETH each transaction, oh, yeah. like that's just that's just bullish. That's a yeah, madness. That's it's gonna, gonna be, gonna be very significant for Ethereum. Yeah. Yeah. No, so happy, absolutely. happy EIP one one five day. Ethereum. Yeah. Ethereans are out there. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of them. Shout out to you guys. Another, another Ethereum related, or Ronin related item ronin is the parachain that's you know that actually works mm. with but then it's like like validated on blockchain but uh we want to shout out three pillars gaming which is an esports yes. blockchain gaming team and community we have a discord twitter instagram facebook reddit we have everything at the moment i stream for mm-hmm. three pillars gaming here and there so we have a great community. If you, any of you guys are looking for Axie Infinity community, blockchain gaming community, come join yeah. us at Three Pillars Gaming. We have awesome community. You know, we have our scholarship program as well. And we have a goal to onboard as many scholars as possible. We also have an Axie Lend program, which is truly innovative program in the Axie community space. So if you have Axies that are just laying around, you know, you don't want to play the game. You don't want to grind. You don't want to manage a scholarship program. You can... You know, give us your axes, we'll secure them for you, and we'll offer scholarships and you can take a cut. That's our Axie, Axie Lend program. But, you know, we're more than just that scholarship program and Lend program. We're a community. We have loads of people who are there 24-7 talking, making community even stronger, taking initiative. And yeah, yeah we're just a esports team doing it different. So check us out. Three Pillars Gaming. Absolutely. I tapped into the mm-hmm. Discord like today. It was insane. New it's member. Like, right? uh, you're getting close to 300 members. It's uh, Yeah, at the moment. And we only started the Discord like three days ago. So yeah. closing in on 300 members is uh, is huge. Axie community, com- uh, Axie Infinity community is huge, like so active, so hyper. And, you know, but sometimes it gets a bit clogged up in, uh, in some other Discords and things. So like it's really nice to have like a community that's free from spam who is really taking initiative to grow this uh this project and like do something different with it because and they really get the mission so if you guys want to be a part of such a community you know that's really supportive who's like you know always there for you three pillars gaming that's where it's at yeah and also also if you're uh on this episode from you know the three pillars gaming discord yeah definitely shout out uh, shout out to fam Shout out to you guys. Yeah, 3PG it's... family, for real. Never turn your back on family, you know, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Dude, whenever we talk about fam in the Discord, we always, the, the Vin Diesel, the <laughs> Vin Diesel uh, gifts come out like instantly. 
instantly. Never turn your back on family. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's a nice. cool group. Hope you guys are interested. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, I think that wraps up this week's episode of uh, News Bites on the mm-hmm. Block Exploring podcast. Follow uh, Tommy on Twitter at Sabai Squared. Follow yes. me on Twitter at Patoko Crypto. And uh, follow the podcast at Block Exploring. And uh, with all that said, we'll see you in next week's episode of the Block Exploring podcast. Take it easy. See you.